It's May 17th. It's the midweek episode. We got some conversations to be had. We may guess the lineup at the end. The vibes are good. We look good. Let's talk some Yankees baseball, baby. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, presented by SeatGeek. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In the corner, we have producer BBD. All three of us wearing short sleeve collared shirts today, dressed for success because the Yankees are great, or dressed for the warm weather and all desperately trying not to wear cotton. And these are the shirts that are available to us. That's how I chose my outfit. Uh, I have that shirt, Jake. It's a nice one. I have shirts. Prove it. Currently am. This freeze frame of us playing floorball yesterday, mm. I looked at that last night and just laughed a lot. Can't believe I saved that ball, can you? Uh, I can. I have a lot of faith in you. How many times did you watch it sneakily thinking, like, no way he Once. I, I zoomed in, yeah. and once I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. And then, uh, no, it just, just uh, we, we have a floorball tournament. Coming up in like a month and a half, and you guys won't see it to September. But anyway, we've been practicing in the office, and, and Jake going knee pads, motorcycle gloves, and, and helmet. Like this, this positioning by you just cracked. Just, it's awesome. It cracks me up. Yankees win. Uh, it's a four-game set, so we will be allowing ourselves to talk about yesterday's game a little bit yes. to make the next episode a little easier. But also, I have to tell you about SeatGeek. If you live in the Baltimore area, Baltimore area, and you want to go watch them hit a bunch of home runs and beat the Orioles, go to SeatGeek. And the Baltimore area is pretty big. When I lived in Connecticut, I drove down for a game, but I don't mind a five-hour car ride. But it was awesome. SeatGeek, they got the app. They got the website. They let you know what's a good seat, what's a bad seat. Are you getting bang for your buck? And they sponsor a lot of the stuff we're doing here. They partnered with us. We like them. Code Yanks gets you $20 off your first purchase. How you doing? James, BBD, everyone live in the chat. All of your cousins. Send a text to your cousins today. Say what up. What up? What up? How are things? That's a good good text. Um, Jim, I'm doing well. Our Yankees continue to look good. Camden Yards is a farce. Um, except for Jose Trevino. How about that? Our king goes off the foul pole. That was pretty awesome. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, you mentioned some floorball, hockey, hockey season, big in the city, LGR, let's go Rangers. Oh, also, if anyone is a Yankees fan and also a New York Giants fan, check out Talking Giants. Want to give them some love. They just had an in-person interview with Andrew Thomas, starting left tackle. Um First-round pick from a couple years ago. Uh, Bobby, Andrew Thomas, and Justin Pennick in our van. Our sprinter van, yeah. Sprinter a lot of people van. do that. Yeah. Uh, it is just because like it's e- it's like uh, easy. Like A lot it's of people easy. make it into a gimmick. It's kind of a football thing now. Yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but that, that was just like 
we have a sprinter van, it so it works. Yeah. So go check out that interview on YouTube or, or Talking Giants podcast if you're an also a Giants football fan. The Giants, like, best player. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. Pretty cool. Cute, cute, cute. Yankees cute, best cute, player, cute. Aaron Judge. Yeah, didn't play okay. yesterday. And no. we didn't, didn't play yesterday. No one really minded. No. The Yankees still won. And that's a great place to be. And that is not where we were, obviously, on Easter, on that Baltimore series when they uh, still needed to establish the dominance, you know, and just they might have known it was coming and, and laughed at everyone and all of us for overreacting, but I still think uh, it was uh, quite fair. Like, you needed to, like, do it first. Once you have a five-game lead or whatever in May, sure, do a little, do a little more dancing. Jim, there's stuff that's bizarre and awesome about this beautiful season. I mean, a lot of the stuff we've been asking for, whether it's aggressive base running, um, yeah, take your rest days after winning a bunch of games. Uh, yeah, man, and let, let's be honest, it all gets covered up by the band-aid of winning. I'd, I'd say it on here as often as I can. If the Yankees had lost last night, we say, okay, you're sitting judge first game in Baltimore? Come on, we're hot. Winning covers everything. Uh, it's all working well. And, man, Rizzo with a couple picks yesterday that you're just like, you're, I think Yankee fans, not only do you have the euphoria of enjoying a Yankees-dominant baseball team multiplied by it being still the start of the season so our eyes are wide, but it's also you can look at this team and look back and you just do a copy and paste to the previous years and it's, it should never be a shot fired at Luke Voigt, who's a really good baseball player, but what Anthony Rizzo does it with the glove at first base makes everyone better. And, and you know, it, you know, seeing how confident Glaber Torres is playing, it's almost like, I almost would have liked to see a little Glaber at shortstop with Rizzo last year to see if, if Glaber didn't go full sad puppy dog at shortstop. And he's like, damn, I've got a pretty good first baseman over there. You know, I... I'm not letting myself do that because Glaber's looked really good at second base and we don't need to do that. But, man, it, you're just reliving some of these moments that Josh Donaldson bounce throw that Rizzo makes the nice pick on, and you're like, damn, that changes a team. That changes an organization. That changes – we try to measure everything about infield defense and stuff like that. And, you know, I know we can measure picks – but you can't measure the after effect of a third baseman and a first baseman doesn't pick it, and that goes into their next throw. That goes into the next day, and uh, uh, the vibes are immaculate. They are. Uh-oh, did the stream die? Hello, my friend. Um, the vibes are good. Severino, six innings pitch, one earned run. And for, like, the first four innings, even Donaldson said in his postgame, the first four innings, it was like, hey, he really was kind of searching for it. And then he found it and just blew him by. And they get that really nice Glaber play in the first inning to, to and, and bad Mancini run. A little assist by the O's, but we'll take it. Yeah. And that changes it. Because, you know, the Gallo strikes out on a nice a nice 3-2 curveball by uh, Bradish or whatever his name is. And they squander that opportunity. And then the Baltimore's got an opportunity on a Gallo drop ball and, and all that. And you're like, oh, man, like, don't turn this into a messy night. Glaber makes that play. Mancini messes it up. And then, and then it's like, all right, cool, we're back. Like, that's the, the confidence we have now, which we did not have last year. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, 
it it really feels like not much can go wrong. Even even when something goes wrong, it feels like we have the ammo um, to pick it up. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's tough of a start to game for Gallo as you can have. Not not that his night got a lot better, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've got another another image of teammates picking themselves up, and we talk about my guy Jose Trevino. You know. There's situations in sports where we make up a story and we're like, you know, these these two players are really good buds or they're friends. Like, the Higgy Trevino stuff is awesome. Like, talk about two guys that feel like they, they've had to earn everything along the way. Like, you know, neither of them ever top, top prospects. And, oh, some straw stuff. Um, you know, both of them looking for their opportunity and now here they are with the Yankees, these pitch-framing gods. Um, and you general genuinely feel an unselfishness from both of them that they are rooting for each other, which is very rare, man. Uh, for Trevino, the post game interviews, whenever he compliments Higgy, first thing, like basically he's saying Higgy taught me how to catch these guys, and then following it up by he hits the homer, he goes over to Higgy, and they have a nice little embrace about it with big smiles. It's like that's that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. That's, it, that's all. They get their first home run from the catching position. Yeah. Uh, so the shortstop position is uh, last to Homer. So that probably tonight. means Kiner Homers tonight. tonight. Yeah. They're one of two teams with no shortstop Homers. Who's the other team? The Nats. Who put their shortstops are LCDs Escobar and D Gordon, D Strange Gordon. Wow. Two vets. Yeah, weird group. Yeah. But they're fun. Those two are fun. Okay. Well, come on, Kiner. Beat the Nats. Kiner's in a race against the Nats. Yeah, he's got to beat the Nats. Tough field to homer at for Kiner. Well, I mean, he does what Trevi does. He's doing that. Doing that. Just do it by accident. He's got it. He's got it. Full faith. Full faith. What segment? I didn't write down the segments in order. What do you want to kick it off to first? Jim, it sounds like you were not Roman ready. Don't be like Jimmy O'Brien, a person that struggles with not being Roman ready. Damn. You can be Roman ready by going to getroman.com slash yanks. You're probably saying, hey, Jake, what's all this about? It's about erectile dysfunction and your penis not working. Damn. And if that's happening... You can address it. We have a solution. This isn't like if you got a hole in your roof, (laughs) you don't just leave it and say, this stinks. You look for a solution. Now, there's good solutions and there's bad solutions. You throw a towel up there. That's not a real solution. Roman is a real solution. You're fixing that hole the way you know how to with a fully stiff Schwiener Schmitzel. 52% of men, Jim, struggle with this, age 40 to 70. They experience some form of ED. Get rid of the stigma. Address it. You got a hole in your roof, fix it. You're not getting blood to your wiener, fix it with Roman. Go to GetRoman.com slash Yanks today. If you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you have the confidence and control this fall to be Roman ready. Uh, Jim, I believe we were going to talk about some Gallo and Donaldson, no? Getting hot, man. Getting hot. Speaking of home runs from position, mm. real quick, yeah. the Yankees are three, four, five, six, seven, 
eighth in home runs from third base in baseball. I wouldn't have guessed they were in the top ten. Top ten. If DJ's homers all come on third base days or something. Maybe. Ooh. Uh, JD's got what, two, three now? Does DJ I get, have He one? hit his fifth last night. Oh, so then DJ's got one. If he's got at least one or two. DJ has one, I think. He's got two. He's got two. One from second base, maybe? He got two. Okay. That would, numbers game. Okay. Well, as we 50, 50 sit... Shot. As we sit here today, Gallo and Donaldson have officially gotten hot. Yeah. Hopefully it continues, and hopefully it stays the same, but we're one game into the Orioles series, and Donaldson-Gallo, last 10, last 15 games, their numbers, looking if good. If I may. You have them? If I might. Jim, the date in play here, April 23rd. Uh, April 23rd. It was uh, the second game of the Cleveland set, and it's actually the best way to chop up both these guys' numbers. Um, I'll start with Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo had been putrid, wretched, some word that ends in ED. Mm. Um, And Jim, the numbers were so bad. He was hitting 122, 234, 356. Now, up through the first game of this Baltimore series, which it does include a bad night last (laughs) night, from April 23rd, 18 games, 15 starts. 18 games, 15 starts. 245 batting average, 355 on base, a 902 OPS. That's a really quality ball player. Five home runs, seven RBI, 11 runs, um, a nine walks to 23 strikeouts ratio. Hey, again, coming from where we were with Joey Gallo, um, you know, this is a major step up. He's felt like a threat at the plate, what we're looking for. The glove stuff, I've said it a lot, the glove stuff still worries me. We need Joey to be glove first. Um, being a threat actually comes second for where this Yankee lineup is at and where he's going to be in the lineup. So it's something to watch out. I'm not giving him a full pass on yesterday as a fly ball. That left field uh, at Camden does totally freak me out, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it myself. That, that didn't come into play on that one. No, but I mean it's a it's a it's a new outfield, and you know I I saw people tweeting out other excuses, and they end up being excuses because it was raining before the game. They didn't get to take fly balls in in the outfield, and it's still a new outfield. So, and it's you know first inning, like hey, there's excuses. I'm not giving it to you on this one. That's tough. It's still a fly ball. You don't have to jump at the end. That's like every outfielder's number one sign of. You don't do that. Like, you just got lost at the end. You panicked. It's fine. There are some excuses over there. I don't care about that. Remind the glove. Glenn. The glove. No. The, the jump. Glove, the jump. The glove, I, I actually don't mind that catch because it was on the run. The glove has to be there at the end of the day, and I do think it will be. In the White Sox series, he, he looks solid out there. Um, there's just been a couple weird moments, and hopefully we can look back in a month or so. Um, and the offense, uh, you know, the strikeouts and some of the strikeouts are going to torment us. Um, but he has been a threat offensively, um, and it's just been nice to see. It's been nice to see, and then there's been some meaningful home runs, and 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 sometimes people only count game tying or go ahead home runs, and that's annoying. I think that is not the way to count clutch. Like he let the bullpen get breathing room. He turned a save situation into a not save situation. That's a big home run. He had the single to lead to a rally to tie the game, uh, the walk to lead to the rally to tie a game. So I am I have been happy with uh, when he has reached, 
got on base, hit the homer. Like, I've been happy with where they come. And, Jim, I, I think I'll feed it to you on this one. There, there's been a little bit of bingo. There, there's been some singles, which we you talked about on a, our previous episode of Talking Yanks. Go check that out. But um, I, I, I don't fully – we don't fully know what to do with it, but there's been more singles recently than there have been in the rest of Joey Gallo's career, which is either fluky or calculated because – the fact that it comes after one of the worst slumps of his career makes us think there's a little bit of calculation. Yeah, he's got more space hit singles uh, to beat the shift this year already than he had all of last year and all of 2019, his last full season. So that's something. I'd love to believe in that and keep going and think he's he's going to try and spray the the left side of the field when they pitch him outside. So I'm, I'm, but I don't know if it could just be a small sample size. It could be random. I don't know, but I'm little fingers crossed. Like, yeah, okay. Use it. Especially cause he's not finding the short porch. He right. might start finding it and then abandon that. But in times when he's not, if he'll take that outside pitch and, and go in the gap between uh, short and third, that's, Fantastic. And and Cameron Maben was all over it on the call yesterday. When Gallo has looked his best this year, he's been up the middle. It's been those left-center home runs. Uh, he's he's driving the ball. It doesn't feel like he's aiming for right field. So um, excited to see how, how the rest of that develops for Joey because, um, you know, the numbers on the year are still low. Uh, you know, again, you do have to compare it to what's been a down year offensively across baseball. Uh Hopefully there is more developing to the Joey Gallo story, but uh, for now more than half of the season, he's been a quality baseball player. So that's that's been awesome to see, and it's how much will he tap into that the rest of the way. Jim, I, I think the more exciting part of the coin, at least now for Yankee fans, has been the bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson. Uh, Josh Donaldson, Jim, you know the date I mentioned? For our guy, Joey Gallo. April 24th, second game of Cleveland. The fight on the field. The Glaber walk-off. April 23rd. Oh. April 23rd, the second game of Cleveland. Uh, also 18 games for Josh Donaldson. 292 batting average. A 410 on base. A 949 OPS. Uh, 11 walks. 16 strikeouts. 4 home runs. Um, Josh Donaldson. I had been asking for it because I wanted to see that it was still in there. And, uh, yeah, man, he's been living up to it. That opposite field power, again, is different. I know Jose Trevino begs, begs to argue. But, man, with the third, the third base defense that he's been showing off, I mean, Josh Donaldson feels like he's still got that dude in him. And that was kind of one of our questions. He's, he is the oldest player on the Yankees. I mean, he's still got it in the tank, and he looks awesome. He had the walks. Doesn't he have a what's his crazy on on base streak? Isn't it twenty? It was twenty one. Is it twenty two? Uh, as of the the first game in Baltimore, I want to say it's twenty two as of May sixteenth. That's nice. That's nice. Three hits yesterday. I'm I've been impressed with his vibes in the not impressed. I guess pleasantly surprised or not surprised. I just, I like it. His like dugout vibes, clubhouse vibes, like seems to be enjoying himself. Yeah. Uh, is a guy that 
from the outskirts, when you just get like the highlights and the updates, it seemed like it was always kind of like full of piss and vinegar and much more Cole vibes, but as a hitter, uh, but he seems to be way more chill and relaxed and fun. Like Rizzo homers right after him in the first game in Baltimore. And he's just celebrating and cheering. And his interviews have been as Yankee as they get, but feeling natural, like just shedding love, shedding, uh, sharing love and on all his teammates, like the Nestor love, the uh, Sevy love, but honest. He was like, yeah, Sevy battled for a little bit. Then he came down and just sat him down. He was like that one inning. So I've really liked him. He, you know, we, we thought he was going to provide the fire, almost Brett Gardner-esque fire and veteran side. Um, I, I think the productivity, um, and there's a little more attitude and, like, new guy respect that this is, you know, this is Judge's team, but I'm going to be me. I'm going to be Josh Donaldson. And, Jim, I, I noticed this, and I love it, when he hit the... Uh, the opposite field homer uh, in the first game of the Orioles series. He circles the bases. He's stoked. He just hit a home run. He should be stoked. He steps on home plate, and he was more excited to get back to the dugout and celebrate with the fellas. Yeah. And that's really cool. Like, that's who he is. Like, yeah, I just hit a home run. Let me get to the boys. Yeah. Um, And, and that energy is, is infectious. And I, I think it's just the definition of when you hear guys say, like, I love having that guy on my team, but I hated playing against him. I think that's Josh Donaldson to a T. Um, and you know I'm a sucker for third-base defense, man. And some of the plays he's making over there are high-end elite. They're not as cute slash soccer goalie as Geo. They're very much more baseball. Yeah. But yeah. they're nice. The on-base streak that Donaldson uh, had or has is 22 games, 21 starts. So they did throw a pinch hit appearance in the – eighth inning where he got a hit. So good for him to keep it going. In those 22 games, this dates back all the way to April 19th. And I don't think you'd guess that the numbers are this good because uh, it didn't seem it didn't seem like he was producing uh, incredibly until a couple weeks ago or like the last 10 days. Oh, I just got a little bit of an echo. Yeah, huge echo right now when you unplug that. Hello, hello. Test. Josh Donaldson, I am the bringer of rain. Hello. I am the bringer. Okay. Echo. Good. Uh, In that 22-game stretch, 91 plate appearances, 270 batting average, 407 on base. So I know the numbers you read are great. I just didn't realize it would – I didn't realize it dated back that far. Yeah. Uh, 500 slugging. It was kind of a conversation that get, kept getting put to the side because Joey Gallo's struggles were so prevalent that Donaldson was kind of an afterthought that it was like, hey, we got, we got bigger fish to fry right now because uh, his defense has been good pretty much the whole season. Um, that Yeah, he, he was struggling at the plate, and it, it was kind of getting covered by other guys. But, yeah, he is, he is full – blown rolling now and his you know batting average has gone up 70 or so points uh the OPS has gone from the fives to right below eight he uh and it like fully passes the eye test yeah fully passes the eye test the way he gets on top of balls with his swing really cool I know we're gonna guess the lineup Mm. earlier but with these two guys being hot with Glaber doing his thing 
do you do you see the need? Like, I think you and I both are very much in the best lineup right now. Is DJ Judge Rizzo Stanton one through four, and just rinse repeat unless someone's getting the the, the off day. Yep. Um, if if Gallo is in a stretch, would you rather put him five hole to split it up against a righty, and then Donaldson six? And Glaber seven, or do you have any preference? They they Donaldson has been um, five a lot. Gallo and Torres have both been six the same amount of times. Um, Gallo's been seventh a bunch. I don't think Donaldson he's hit six twice. I think he's going to be the fifth hole behind Stanton. Yeah. They want that. Remember early in the season we talked about leadoff Donaldson and and how quickly that. That experience kind of ended. If Josh Donaldson looks like this, he's the five-hole hitter. Uh, I think Gallo's a little more comfortable down in the lineup. Um, you know, I, I think the thing that becomes interesting for me on the Gallo side of it is uh, the protection aspect um, because it, it actually goes both ways. Um, you know, if, if Kiner or one of the catchers is behind him, um, you know, does that fuel Joey Gallo's on-base numbers? Or if he has protection and he knows he's going to get pitches to hit, uh, you know, is there value added there that pitchers have to come at him that can maybe bring the big swing? And that's what he's trying to do at the plate. So I'm... He's had Kiner behind him uh, probably 80% of his starts or 90%. So that's right. interesting because he puts the ball in play. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to experiment. How about that? Like, I, I'm willing to tuck Glaber behind Joey. Maybe put Donaldson and Glaber behind him a couple games and see if that changes any of the results. Um, if not, like, I, I think that's where I start really getting excited for this Yankee season because Joey Gallo, we talked about Donaldson, and uh, for me, you know, the whole feel of Donaldson, like, he has been an elite player for the last two, three weeks now, and, and I think you can feel that. Gallo... Even with his his hot streak when you cut up the numbers, it's an interesting watch because it's new baseball, and, and sometimes it doesn't feel... There's almost an Aaron Hicks parallel, except more power uh, to Hicks's kind of more contact. Um, with that being said, if Joey Gallo is doing what he's been doing the past three weeks, uh, and he's doing that from a 7-8 spot... Uh, I love it. That's a highly that's a highly productive ball player from a spot in the lineup that not a lot of teams have production from. I like that. Hicks is a really interesting pivot point here. So we can talk about it. Should we make a bet? Would you bet? Yeah. From this point forward, Hicks spends more time in the nine hole than mm. anything one through five. So nine hole versus one through five with Hicks. Um, Just to give you a little update on yeah, Hicks, I would nine. The one through five is tough to crack, bro. They tried him there, uh, and he was there as recent as seven games ago. Yeah, and I guess he'd have to be like four times in the last ten games. Had to be like a specific person going out to get him four times in the last there. 12 games. So Hicks has batted lead off nine times. He's batted uh, sixth, nine times, seventh, six times. He's never batted eighth. And now his last three starts have come uh, nine hole center fielder. Yeah. And uh, let's be honest. It makes sense, man. I, I mean, Aaron Hicks gets on base. That's one of his top skills. Um, so if he can do that, 
from the nine hole and flip the lineup board over. You know, that's some of our best memories of a young Glaber Torres are being in that nine hole and turning it over to the top. Um, if Hixie is in the lineup, um, you know, that nine hole is a fun spot. Um, you know, I again, I, I really don't mind, and that's, again, where this Yankee season is so fun. If Hixie is... If Aaron Hicks is a seven eight nine hitter, like there's really good value there, man. Um, like I was kind of laughing during the White Sox series because I think there's a couple games where Gallo was six or seven and Hicks was nine. And whether you like their approach or dislike their approach, pitchers have to use pitches to get through there. Like that Kopech start, he was kind of getting tortured. Like they take close pitches. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But when Kopech, a guy that was struggling with his control and having a bad time, you're kind of in a torture chamber. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's other guys around the league that are going to bail you out. Joey and Hicks aren't going to do that. So when they're at the bottom of the order, I, I'm, I'm happy with it either way. And, I, again, I'm almost in this, we know what's going to work for this team. DJ, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton. The other stuff, let's play around with it and hope we stumble into something cool. Uh, barring a drastic change, uh, a long month-long injury, I I think Hicks has to be nine hole or, or bust right now. Okay, he's having a bad month right now. The numbers are really starting to fade, even the on base. Yeah, and Gallo can pop one, and also takes the takes pitches and walks. I, mean, I like Kiner as a seven. I really, I really like. I mean, I don't think Hicks is in my favorite lineup. I, I, I and I, that's as clear as it's been. The Towers have been my favorite lineup yeah. the whole time, especially with JD Glaber, DJ all doing the thing. So that's, I guess that's the point. Right now, Hicks isn't in the best lineup. Um, he may have been earlier in the season, but if he is in the lineup, someone's getting a day off. I think you got to go nine. It does stink to then have zero power at all. Seven, eight, nine. Like we're talking right. between the three positions, the the shortstop, the catcher, and then Hicks in center field. We're talking two homers on the season, and we just got the second yesterday. Yeah. Now Kiner can can do what he's doing. He doesn't need to homer. Uh, it's not his measurement of success. Hicks kind of was a guy that could pop some, but he's got an injury that's really tough to have power from afterwards. So. Yeah, you can do it, but I mean, say we have a big series against the Rays or the Blue Jays coming up again. The best lineup for me is 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 the, the Towers, and then you put um, Kiner eight, catcher nine. That's it. But if Hicks is in, I don't. I think they've been trying to experiment the whole time. They've been trying to find a home for him. I'm glad they attempted the nine hole because once you crack it, it's cracked. I hope I would I would keep him there. Yeah, I mean. It- Joey Gallo, we, we're always going to have that those first that first two weeks where he truly struggled in our heads. And by the way, Hicks was gangbusters. They flipped. I, I mean, Gallo's numbers basically across the board are better than Hicks, except on base, um, which Hicks is actually still high up on the team. So it's going to be something to track. Like you said, with Hicks's power, uh, is it gone? That wrist sheath injury is no joke. Um, he has five stolen bases this year. His his on-base percentage is actually three points lower from number two on the team. So there's still value to be had there, even if the power is not there. Uh, if the power does come back, that changes the conversation again. But also, 
you know, Hicks's arm. Uh, I'll go back to 2017. You guys know I bring this up an odd amount. Sometimes I wish I didn't bring it up. Jacoby Ellsbury was on an absolute heater heading yeah. into the 2017 playoffs. <laughs> I know he evokes a lot of emotions from Yankee fans. Aaron Hicks played over him while he struggled in a couple of those playoff series because his arm in defense was special. The arm's currently not there. So on base percentage, plus he could he could still track down a ball. But without the arm strength and the power, you know, if it's between him and Gallo, yeah, right now for me it's an easy Gallo. That <clears throat> scenario with Ellsbury and, and, and Hicks, and Ellsbury was on a heater that September, but it wasn't like a full year of hotness. <clears throat> but anyway, going defense, punting on offense from – Center field in the playoffs, because you want the defense to shut down the running game and catch the balls, is of note for Kiner. And he needs to make those routine plays because come postseason, right. they will go. If the other bats are swinging, the Yankees have shown it. Shortstop, catcher, center field, they will go with the glove over the bat if the other positions are swinging. Yeah, and we uh, we did get some word uh, from our guy Trevor Plouffe. We talked about it on Talking Baseball that the Chicago White Sox infield is notorious. Um, so yeah, that was funny. It is he 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 said no. That is yeah. So yeah, it's something to watch with Kiner. It's, it, watching the development, like we said, we we love Kiner off the field is a hundred ten percent Yankee with the quotes and the next day he showed up at the field early to get work. We love it. We feed off that. That's what fans are all about. Like you said, and I, I'm in the same boat, Kiner Fleff's bat has been enjoyable this year. Uh, that different style and uh, the way he's been contributing has been kind of fun. Um, with that being said, come the postseason, we're not relying on IKF's bat in this lineup. No. We're, we're going to circle the big boys and say, Hey, here's here's five or six guys. If these guys are clicking, or at least three of those guys are humming, this Yankees team has a real shot to do something special. If they get shut down, uh, they get shut down. The other guys, it, it's roles. And Kiner Falefa was brought in to be a defensive shortstop, and he's going to be a streaky hitter. It feels like we've already seen that. It looks like he might be starting another heater, so I'm excited for that. But, yeah, when, when the injury bug does strike this year, uh, whether it's in the infield, um, you know, the Yankees have two young guys on their 40-man roster that I think they want to give a look to this year, um, at least at least Peraza. So um, it's, it's of note. Uh, IKF has been enjoyable this year. You're right. Some of the shortstop stuff has been suspect. You suspect. Um. And, hey, maybe we clean it up and we say, wow, been a really good month from IKF. Uh, or, you know, if that stuff's lingering, it, it becomes a much bigger combo. They're fixable mistakes. <clears throat> Would you ever go routine. to... They're routine. So just clean it up. Would you ever go to DraftKings Sportsbook and make a bet? I would. I have. Blue shirts and, in, in, uh, you know, probably... Uh, <clears throat> probably... Probably three one victory tonight. You think so? No, I probably probably four two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what you can do is go to the DraftKings sportsbook, uh, bet on uh, New York, or uh, you know DraftKings is actually the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 
A little fun fact. It is. And what new customers can bet is $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That's win or lose. You place the bet, you're getting 150 coming back. That's a pretty nice deal. Um, so what you should do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet now. just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code JOMBOY at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And believe trademarks used with permission. I have two quick topics that I did I did not tell you I was going to ask about because I didn't know. Okay. I'm asking about them right now. They're going to be quick conversations. Feed me. One, Miguel Andujar is absolutely raking in AAA right now. Uh, you know I love uh, that. I don't know his stats, but I think they're... Um, you want me to get there? I believe they're funny. I believe they are well, a, silly. He's hitting 400 at the major league level this year. Two yeah. for five. Two for five. Okay. Uh, it's Grant Wilkes-Barre, 303, 361, 861. Okay. OPS. So I believe, I, I think if you go to game log, if you do, were to do to game logs, I think like lately it's crazy. Anyway, heater. Um, they've been trying to trade him for a couple of years now. Yeah. I am looking at teams right now mm. um, who have not been getting production out of the DH spot that may be looking for trades. Mm. Do you think any of this is possible? Do you think any team would pick them up to be the DH? Teams that I'm seeing right now, and I don't know who their DH is, so I don't know like where the struggles are coming from, but Minnesota hasn't been getting a lot from DH, but they actually like rotate it, and I think they want to keep the rotation. Um, the uh, Marlins, they've made mm. trades before. They... They aren't getting production. Uh, Padres, but I think they have guys, and I think they're going to trade for other guys. Uh, Diamondbacks. And they're going to try, like, see if someone will grab Andujar. Thoughts? I, he, I don't see him cracking this team as we're going to be searching for defensive help more than offensive help. Yeah. Come deadline. What do you think happens with him? Quickly. I love Miguel Andujar. Um, I think the Yankees are a stand, kind of a stand pat. With Andujar, un unless his value came up, the only way his value is going to come up at this point is not at AAA. It's at the major league level. Um, they have the option for this year. If they traded him right now, again, his value really isn't much. You'd, the Yankees would get a young, probably mm. piece to take a flyer on reliever or something. That, like not like minor league, like like or yeah, like, you know. that that. Triple A reliever that I would rather have the insurance of Miguel Andujar and hoping to find that. If the injury bug does hit the Yankees, um, and, you know, we've seen Stanton play right field, um, if the DH spot opens up for at-bats for the New York Yankees, and you know this isn't BS for me, like, I, I'd be open to an Andujar conversation. Oh, wow, he's basically just Stanton insurance. He's not, Stanton. And, and not to replace, but, I mean, that's the only way. He would in a out. way, there, he's Stanton insurance. In a way, he's, like, Donaldson insurance. Like, if one of those guys goes down, you know, we've been talking about the rotation. All right, so I agree with you like there. Like, DJ, <clears throat> DJ goes to third. Glaber would be at second. And if you play Stanton in right, like, Miguel Andujar is one of the better DH options. So, yeah. I'd say Andujar is off the table for now. If he came up, DH'd, and played well then I think trade bait is on the table. Okay, but what if... what? Okay, I agree with you there uh, that they should just keep him around. But what if a team comes calling and they offer 
a triple-A reliever that has like a cup of coffee and options and years. You got to let the Yankees be the Yankees. Everything's a, a cost equation. I know uh, our guy Max Manish, shout out. Max gets involved with the socials and, and stats for us. He was scouting out who could be the next Clay Holmes. Um, nice. And he found a guy, I think Gabe Spire. Uh, ah, it was, that's it, awesome. No, some real deep cut Yankee stuff. If there is a Miguel Andujar trade, don't get me wrong, there's going to be a moment of sadness for me, but, you know, was there a moment of sadness when we trade Mike Talkman for some guy we didn't know in Wandy Peralta? And now look where we're at. Um, you know, uh, Clay Holmes. You know, remember, uh, who do we trade for Clay Holmes? Park? Hoy Park. You know. And, some, and someone you know, th- else. There's, there's a lot of Hoy Park stands out there. Uh, who would you rather have right now? Hoy Park or Clay Holmes. So that was a bizarre one. No it, one had ever heard of Hoy Park. And if, people acted like they've been following him his whole youth career. If the he like Andu- broke out for the first time in his minor league career or whatever. If the Andujar trade breaks, don't get me wrong. I I've got a lot of beautiful memories day in, day out from that twenty eighteen season offensively of Miguel Andujar. Um but you gotta kind of trust the Yanks and let's be honest, right now he's played two games this season for us. Like he's he's not a part of the recipe. So if it happens, I, I believe in the Yankees. If not, you know, you know there's, for whatever reason, I, I normally don't do this. I just think Miguel Andujar can hit. I really do. I think if you throw him out there for 130 games, I think Miguel Andujar hits on any team at any ballpark. I think he has that, that I would love to see it again for the Yankees. And then I don't know if he becomes, you know, when we start talk postseason rosters and stuff like that, whether it's Miguel Andujar becomes a valuable piece of trade bait again and he gets the opportunity he deserves in a Miami, in a Pittsburgh, in uh, Arizona, wherever that happens, I love that for him. Or, you know, if he does come up and he does hit and September comes and we start talking postseason roster and we have our catcher platoon, who knows what shortstop looks like. Like, could Miguel Andujar be, like, the biggest hitting threat off the bench? It's not... The craziest thing you could say. Craziest thing I could say is speech. I'm just on Gabe Spires. You're on Gabe Spires page. He's five eleven, which is against him. Uh, Johnny Laza exists, but otherwise the Yankees like beasts up there. Throwing his four seam fastball twenty four percent of the time, and it just gets absolutely hammered. Yeah. So one dot slugging on his four seam fastball. I mean, two hits, a double, and a homer. But stop throwing that, I'd say, Gabe. <clears throat> anyway, my other question, quick combo for you. Yeah. Um, I, I I, think it's a fun conversation. I don't want people to get annoyed by it or upset by it. Sure. I'm putting it at a 0.5% likelihood, but I, in, in, there's a world where I love it. Okay. We've heard a lot of players. The Yankees have done it. We've heard players and other teams planning on do it. It's a thing that exists in sports. A veteran that says, I think I'll sit out the first half of the year and come back the second half of the year. Is there any world, any world. after the reports that Brett Gardner turned mm. down $6 million from the Blue Jays and turned down money from another team, is there any, I have it like a little under 1%, but I love the notion of it, that the Yankees have some agreement, and maybe Brett Gardner said to them, like, I don't want to play a full season, but if you need me at the deadline, if you need me, if there's an injury or you want to move on from someone, I'm staying in shape for you guys. Um, happy to be retired. I'm not going to go to another team. 
Uh, but I'll stay in shape because if you have an injury and you need a back half player, uh, I'll be around to answer the call. Like, is there any chance that that is a situation in your brain? You have that at less than 1%. I not that, not that way. I changed okay. it halfway through. Okay. I have it as less than one that like it's the plan. Like the Yankees told Brett, ah, we're gonna we're gonna yes. give you a call in July. Like it's that. Now if Brett tells them I'm gonna stay in shape, happy for being uh that that, I have that maybe on Brett's side, like hundred percent. Hundred percent. And the Yankees <laughs> side, like a shrug, like, okay, Brett. Yeah. And then if if a gala was to go down, like maybe like they do. I don't know. It's fun. It's a fun world to to live in, uh, just as like kind of like fan fiction. If a Yankees outfielder goes down, oh, they're giving I him mean, a call. <clears throat> whoa, um, I guess something that's out of our head right now: Tim Lo Castro and how fun he was for us. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, if Tim Lo Castro was healthy, would he be on the roster? Mm, maybe not in this stretch of crazy pitching. They might have right. toggled it because they're a three-man bench right now with Clark up, right? Yeah, might yeah. have sent him down for a 10-game stretch at some point yeah, in here Yeah, in anyway. between the 30 games, a 10-game, like in the middle ones, but then he'd be back up. Yeah, I mean, they were they loved him pinch right. running and hitting, so yeah, he'd be on the roster. So that's where, okay, if it's Clark, that makes sense. If it's not Clark, then it kind of goes into that Marwin conversation we've talked about. Um, I think Brett Gardner <laughs> is ready and available and wants to play for the New York Yankees. I think that's become very apparent. Um, if Gallo goes down or you get a huge return for him, is is, is any there... outfielder? I don't know about like the you're... return part. I I think like you're saying, it's uh... I don't. There's what I'll say. I don't think the Yankees have a actual plan where they say, okay, we cut bait on Gallo, Brett Gardner. That's what I, I that's, was, fan that's, that's what I was putting fan fiction at less than one like percent. That's just fan, fan fiction. fiction. But if you're saying defense is the priority with all the other bats, who plays the best left field in? Recent modern Yankees history. It's Brett Gardner. Um, no, I, I think it's injury. Uh, I, I think it's injury. If it happens, I think everyone will go nuts. Because um, right now our backup outfielders are Tilo and, um, I mean, Estevan Floreal, um, who you know I like me a little Floreal too. But uh, it's Brett Gardner. It's, it's Brett Gardner. And, I mean, man, you talk about making a World Series DVD. <laughs> I mean that that day August August eleventh when Uncle Brett walks through the doors, you guys couldn't get it done without me, could you? Um, no, and I I know there's some Yankee fans that might be grimacing a little bit. Hey, if if you didn't like Brett Gardner, it was either for weird stuff or I mean he used to he kind of during some of his older years he broke down toward the end of the season because guess what he was an older baseball player and he played every day for us. So, yeah, if you're going to talk me into a fresh Brett Gardner somehow involved with this team down the stretch, yeah. Um, but I think it's got to be injury-based because uh, Tilo exists. Um, what Joey Gallo can be when he's right is a, is a much better player than Brett Gardner. Um, and then, I mean, Stan Judge, like that's that's not even a conversation. So To do related to this topic, there's floral people out there. We, we, you just said you're one of them, kind of. He's in, like, his last option year, and he needs to play, like, every day. Pitch recognition's a big issue, so I don't think he's coming up to be, like, yeah, a fourth outfielder for a stretch at any I'm point. I'm talking this about This is, like, we need a starter. Defense. Or we need, we need a bench player. He needs to be a starter. 
playing starter de- like a like that's what left Florida field needs. needs a defensive starter down the stretch. That's the world I was painting. Because Brett Gardner plays the best the best left field yeah. we've ever seen someone play at the new Yankee Stadium. Gardner, that's a fact. At the New Yankee Stadium. The New Gardner Yankee Stadium can come that's off the easy bench. caveat. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh running towards the end here. We're gonna do a little bit of the nah, we're good. I guess it's mostly like who who do you think sits tonight just for fun? They sat judgy. I'd have to look at the game logs. When was Stanton's Sit day. Stan played right pretty. field last night. Like Judge is obviously in. Hard to imagine. DJ got his DH day yesterday, so I assume he's in the field. Um, I'm gonna go with loading. Robinson's um, hot as he can get right now. Jordan Lyles and Bruce Zimmerman. You want the lefty on the last day? You need Stan. Stan, Stan has played five days. He sat six days ago. Feels feels like, like it could be a, a stance. Rizzo stat. Sat recently. Or sat recently. Judge sat recently. It would be like Donaldson. LeMahieu. DJ DH'd yesterday. Glaber has yeah, been one, kind two, of three, the default four, person. DJ's played seven in a row. Um, could be Gallo after his night off. Oh. My guess is... Hicks? Does that even count? I don't know if that even counts. Because then it's I'd not a rest Stan day. Sits. I'd say Gallo. Hope Stan plays. He's so hot right now. Just keep him going. It's hot. And he told Cameron Maven There's what everyone else knows. He plays better when he plays the field because he is more engaged and his muscles are being used and he's not cold on the bench. I mean, put that in the... Aww. At the top of the episode when I said... Things that we thought made sense, but we didn't have confirmation. Yeah, on. Stanton plays better when he's in the outfield. And by the way, looks pretty good. DJ, it's like smooth. Yeah, he looks fine. Yeah, DJ had a rough night. Like good DJ might be an option to sit. He had a rough night yesterday. DJ could. Yeah, he struck out. It would almost be mean to DJ. That's like his nightmare. Yeah, like make don't me make me sit in this. It's like his version of hell. And it, and he was the DH last night, so he's gonna be like. Just play me in the field and I'll be fine. Activated muscles. My guess is Towers or Gallisits. Hicks out and the Towers are in or Gallisits? I've got a fun question for you. Yeah. Playoff game was tomorrow night. Yeah. Who do you have DHing? Um, Glaber. Yeah. Probably. Look good at second. He's looked good at second, but I, 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 DJ looks good too. Good DJ or Glaber? I think it's DJ for me right now. Glaber's look good. Glaber can hit off the bench. I don't know what DJ's DH numbers are. All right. What do you got a short playoff game tomorrow? Floreal. Mix it up. <laughs> Let's see it. Go nuts. Baby deer at shortstop. It's like Floreal has an extra limb. Think so? When he runs, it feels like there's a third leg. Could oh, be. Hello. I haven't checked. I haven't checked. Hello. Cool. Goes McFly. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.